I am the new American pioneer, looking forward, never back, no longer content to wait for better times. I will work for better times, because no one built this country in suits. All I need is all I got. Bruises heal, stink is good, and apathy is death. So I strike up for the new world, a newer, mightier world, the one I will make to my liking. For after the darkness comes the dawn, there is a better tomorrow. Look across the plains and mountains and see America's eternal promise the world's eternal promise, a promise of progress. Go forth with me. Go forth. Welcome back to episode 104 of Free to Just Be, the podcast living out loud by sharing that authenticity and honesty is always the best image. Now around here, we seek truth. We speak truth, and we stand on the rock of truth, which is Abba God, our creator, and God Almighty. And this here is the hippie freak of the South, sending love, light, prayer, and high, high vibrations out to all my brothers and sisters of our beautiful family of humanity. And I hope my voice finds you this beautiful Friday morning in great health with vibrant energy And I hope you have it today and every day you wake up on planet Earth. And if my content resonates with y'all, please, please like, review, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share it with others to get the message that to be free, to just be who you are, is what will ultimately change the world. Well... Happy, happy Friday. And yes, today is a harassment Friday. But before that, I want to talk about pioneer isolation. Now, my opening quote, going forth. Oh, yes, striking up a new world. Do you feel like that, brothers and sisters? Do you feel like you are out there And you are creating a newness, first off, in your own world, inside yourself. That is the pioneer spirit, which is all well and good. I hope that we're all doing that. However, sometimes it gets pretty dang lonely, does it not? But your, evol- your elevation, your coming to self-realization, your coming to God consciousness, your wanting to change the world, sometimes requires your isolation. And we forget that oftentimes. We forget that we have to come away from the world around us in order to make those changes. And I've been thinking a lot about that because right now in my current world, 
I feel fairly isolated. And I have a, a huge family. I mean, I have seven kids and nine grandbabies. I've got friends. I've got peripheral friends. I've got friends uh, or family that aren't blood, but they're still very much family. I'm the baby of six children. I've got a lot of immediate family. And there's lots of activity always in my life. But when you're changing, when you're evolving, you don't evolve with your whole entourage with you at the same time. Often, you are the pioneer. And that can be very isolating at times. Sometimes you feel misunderstood by everyone around you. Sometimes you feel like you're the only one thinking the way that you're thinking because all the folks around you aren't with you yet. And I want to emphasize on today's episode the word yet because all of humanity is evolving. We're all at different stages. We're all on our own spiritual paths, but ultimately every one of us is evolving. I want to remind you of, of how true this is. I want you to just go with me here for a minute. Over the last 50 or 60 years, I was raised in the 60s. And think about how much has changed. I mean, when I was growing up, women barely worked outside the home. We had rotary telephones. The cell phone wasn't even existing yet. The dating uh, game. I mean, back in my day, a boy, were, and, and, and it was boys and girls then. <laughs> it, it wasn't any uh, gender identification issues. It was the boy came to the house. He got out of his car or he walked up to the house and rang the bell and he met the mom and dad and he had a sit down with them. And, you know, he assured the parents of what time he was bringing the daughter home. And now it's dating apps. People meet their significant other online. What about uh, media? You know, TV back in my day ended at like midnight and it ended, you know, the TV stations closed down singing or, or playing the national anthem. And now you can access media online 24-7. What about um, flying, for example? When I was a kid, flying was a big to-do. It was like... Um, you would get on a plane and, and you were served a, a really nice dinner and it was, it was a lush experience. And now everything, even first class is kind of economized and you're lucky if you get peanuts on a flight, let alone a full meal deal and, and you know, royal treatment. It used to be that you had to go to Hollywood and, you know, become an actor or an actress, and that's the road to fame. 
Now, a YouTube video can get you fame overnight. Everything changes. Everything evolves. But when things are becoming new, when newness is being ushered in, those people that are going before the others, the pioneers often feel isolated. And if you're feeling that way, I, I want to encourage you today. So you know that I am, you know, uh, a wordy person and I love definitions. So let's look at what the definition is of a pioneer. A pioneer is one who ventures into unknown or unclaimed territory to settle. Are we in that era right now? There is so much that is uncharted. Look, look how two years ago it was uncharted territory for kids to not be in school. It was uncharted territory for elementary students to be in online classes. It was uncharted territory for most people to end up being at home. And now people, you know, 90% of the population don't want to go back in the offices. They're much happier being home. Ooh, that was a new pioneer thing that maybe the black hats weren't really expecting. They thought if they locked us away that we would dry up and just die and get out of their hair. But no, we adapted and we overcame. We had a pioneer spirit. We ventured into the unknown and claimed territory of working at home. The other definition of a pioneer, one who opens up new areas of thought, research, development, or activity. Look at all the new podcast that came out in the last two years. Look at how people are looking online for their answers now. Another definition of a pioneer, a soldier who performs construction and demolition work in the field to facilitate troop movements. Well, some of us have been pioneers with new ways of thinking and being. Some of us have been at it for 10, 20 plus years. Thoughts of energy wellness, for example. There are pioneers that have gone before us 20 years ago that were talking about energy wellness. And lo and behold, energy wellness is now rising to the forefront. Miriam says, one of the first to settle in a new territory, a plant or an animal capable of establishing itself in bare, barren, or open area and initiating another ecological cycle. Well, I'm here to tell you that I have been a pioneer pretty much all my life. I, <laughs> I have had so much pioneer movement in my life that I shouldn't be surprised 
at those feelings of isolation. Let me just run through, you know, 10 or 12 of the things that I've been through. I was a pioneer. <laughs> I, I was the baby of six kids. I was the, the first one in my family that would have had the ability to go to whatever college I wanted had I stayed home. I would have been able to drive a car. My mom would have provided me with a car. But my pioneer spirit walked away from all of that. I actually mentally had walked away when I was about 13 or 14. I didn't want any part of that anymore. I wanted out. I wanted to fly away. And I did. At 19, put my thumb out on the Brooklyn Bridge with my then boyfriend, who became my first husband, and left, went 2,500 miles away, and only came back to visit maybe a half a dozen times. Some folks in my world at the time thought I was crazy. That was my pioneer spirit. I remember selling my three-bedroom house in Grandview, Washington with the swimming pool in the backyard and going into full-time ministry, leaving that, you know, giving the profits to the ministry that I worked with and moving my kids into a three-room apartment and sharing a kitchen and a bathroom. People thought I was crazy. But I was a pioneer on a mission. I felt like God had called me to do that. I remember leaving churches, having people say, what are you doing? Well, I left numerous churches because I did not agree with the leadership. I didn't feel like it was my Jesus. I remember leaving Nissan the quote-unquote highest-paying job I had. People thought I was crazy. Well, why don't you stay, you know, just stay until retirement. But this pioneer spirit in me said, why am I going to stay and torture my body and be miserable? Did I know what I was going to do when I left? I had no freaking clue. But I knew that my body, my physical body, could not take it anymore, and money wasn't everything. That was a pioneer spirit. And I, I have to tell you that each of these that I'm sharing, I had naysayers in my life. I had people saying that I was crazy. And in the process of transitioning to the next chapter, I did feel isolated. I did feel like maybe these people were right. Maybe I was freaking crazy. I remember when I joined the prepper crowd and started being labeled a conspiracy theorist, when I became an Alex Jones follower and went down that news rabbit trail for eight or nine years. That was a very isolating time. Because those around me did not want to hear what was actually happening in the news. And I, I was very isolated during those years. And I isolated myself um, because I wanted to share and wake people up. And I shoved it down people's throats. So not only was I isolated because I was one that was absorbing myself in real news and in truth and research. 
Nobody wanted to hear it. I was the weird tin hat, the foil hat conspiracy theorist at that point. And now, 10, 12 years later, there are people saying, wow, did you know that XYZ is happening? I can remember people thinking I was a nut job because I filtered my water and I started taking preservatives out of my life and I didn't want to go to the doctor because I knew pharma was killing people. And now people are doing the same thing. Now, did I recognize back then that I was a pioneer? No, sometimes I felt like I was that conspiracy, conspiracy theorist that was self-isolating. I recognize now I was a pioneer. Do you feel like a pioneer sometimes? I remember leaving Facebook and people saying, what are you doing? I mean, this is where everybody is. Now, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm using it as a tool. But am I saturating myself in Facebook? No. I get on Facebook for maybe three to five minutes each day to post a corresponding quote that goes with my podcast. And when I'm finally up and running with my web page, then I will literally start a web page. I won't be attached to my husband's Facebook because I'll now have my own Facebook, uh, my own uh, web page that I can create a Facebook page with. It's only a tool. But when I left Facebook, I had a lot of pushback. And I did experience a lot of isolation uh, because that is where everybody met up. But I was a pioneer back then because nobody was willing to leave Facebook. Now people are leaving Facebooks by droves. I can remember um, leaving the workforce and people thought I was nuts. How can you do that? How are you going to survive? Well, you know, uh, I've been home for like six months now. We're surviving just fine on my husband's income. And I am pursuing my mission in life, which is what I'm doing right now. And I'm, you know, moving forward in the chapter of my journey of accepting my mission. And my mission is to help my brothers and sisters in humanity get out of this matrix. So again, it's this pioneer spirit. But in the midst of being a pioneer, it it's difficult. You you feel like you are literally by yourself sometimes. And it's hard. You you think, well, is there anybody that is on the same page with me? I I mean as the mom of seven kids, I can maybe talk to one and a half of my children about some of these topics because the majority of my children aren't on that page. They're like, yeah, yeah, mom, whatever. And that is just absolutely okay. They're on their own path. Everybody gets things in their own time. And I am no longer expending my energy trying to convince my children or my grandchildren of what I believe. All I can do is live my life out loud, genuinely and authentically in front of them. And if they choose to go that way, great. And if they don't, but I'm coming 
to the grandiose conclusion, <laughs> to the spiritual revelation that isolation is part of the growth process, that I need to embrace it, that I need to search myself in those moments of isolation and learn. That's what it's all about. And we need to remember that isolation isn't bad. Because you see, if you want to miss your crown, just continue to follow the crowd. But if you want to wear the crown, go alone and be yourself, which is a quote by Israel Mora Avior. But a lot of people don't want to leave the crowd. They would rather do whatever the crowd does than ever to take moments by themselves because it's too scary for most people. You know, I think um, this whole isolation thing, it, it's, it's kind of um, isolation and loneliness are, are two different things. Loneliness does not come from having no people around you. And this is a quote by Carl Jung. Loneliness comes from being unable to communicate the things that seem important to you. And that is the cost of being a pioneer. Some of the things that you want to share with people, I mean, you're welling up, you're, you're so full of all this wonderful new revelatory information that has come to you from your times of going inside, from remembering who you are, from all of a sudden, um, as you're thinking all these wonderful thoughts, then spirit starts leading you to others that think that way. And it's so exciting. You, you, you know, your mind just explodes and you want to share it with the people you love. And loneliness comes because the people you love are like, what? What are you talking about? That is lonely. And you have to accept that that is part of being a pioneer. You can drop some seeds, but sometimes you just have to be excited by yourself and find a new network of people that you can kind of hang with until the people that you love in your inner circle begin to see the same revelations. Because all of these revelations about spiritual awareness, about energetic evolution, Everybody is going to get it eventually. Trust me. But what happens is, as you're coming into self-realization and then ultimately into God consciousness, you're going to have times where you do feel isolated. And you will have 
moments where you want to knee-jerk react. And Deepak Chopra has a quote where he says, every time you're tempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. So if you're sharing something with a family member and they're like, what kind of crap are you talking about? I've never heard of that. You know, look, uh, I know that you're on this path, but I don't want to hear it. All right. So now you have a choice. Are you going to say, you know, look, you need to look at this. You know, this is the truth. And get into a big argument with your family member or your spouse or your significant other or your child. Or remember, I used to be this way. I used to be the, I used to think this way. I was closed minded. I did not want to hear the truth. That was who I was. Do I want to go back and put myself in those chains again? Or do I want to just smile? Send love and light out to that person without saying a word and remind myself that I am a pioneer of the future and it's okay to be misunderstood right now. Because ultimately, (laughs) like Bonnie Parkin quotes, years from now, your grandchildren will tell with amazement stories of your choicement. Uh, no, let, me, let me do that again, sorry. Years from now, your grandchildren will tell with amazement stories of your choices which change their lives. You will be called their pioneers. Have you ever thought that as you step into the unknown, you are showing others the way? Wow. I've thought about that often. I I cannot leave the planet without at least exhibiting for my grandbabies, for my GBs, that it's very important to be a lifelong learner. It's very important to seek truth. It's very important to research. It's very important to be your authentic and genuine self. That is very pioneer thinking right now in society. Now it is beginning to become mainstream, but do I do this so that I get allocades after I'm dead? No. But the truth is, every time you step out of normalcy, quote unquote, and remember, normal is just the setting on the dryer. What is normal? There is no normal. Everybody does life differently. Everybody is on their own path. But pioneers bring this newness. They bring new ideas. They plant seeds so that later folks will pick up the seed and and think it's their own. For example, years ago, I shared with uh, many in my circle about leaving preservatives, about 
using beauty products that didn't put poison in their skin. People thought I was nuts that I was making my own laundry soap. And now, five, six years later, on a little site that I started, people are talking about laundry soap. And my flesh is going, what the hell? I brought that up years ago. Why is it new all of a sudden? You know, I, I had the tendency, I wanted to repost pictures of the, of the recipe and the ingredients that I posted on this same little chat site. But it, that is irrelevant to me. What is so cool to me is that they are getting the change and they're implementing it into their own life. I don't have to say, I told you so. Don't you remember that I brought that up? Oh, you know, how come you didn't get it back then? <laughs> no, you just continue on and be grateful that people are beginning to change. Everybody does it in their own time. So think about what isolation is. Let's look at the definition of isolation for a minute. To isolate is to set apart from others, to cause to be alone or apart, as in being inaccessible to move about. Now think about it. That's what the makers of COVID tried to do to us. They tried to keep us from others, set us apart, make it impossible for us to move about, to place us in quarantine, to cause to become socially or politically unengaged or ostracized. Ooh, now apply that to, or, or then to, to finish, to keep from contact, like an insul, uh, infected person, to cut off, to insulate, to segregate, to confine or incarcerate, to lock us up, to restrain us, restrict us. But what did that create? <laughs> It was awesome. They isolated us and created a whole another batch of pioneers. And then what did they do to pioneers? To people who wanted to speak the truth. They made the pioneers socially unacceptable, politically incorrect. They ostracized the pioneers. They tried to keep us from contacting others. They tried to cut us off, segregate us, make us sound like the weirdos. They even detained and locked up some of the people. There are still people that did nothing wrong on that January 6th event in DC that are still incarcerated. Because see, they didn't want the truth of unity and harmony and those around the world coming together against corruption, against people stealing our votes. So isolation is made out to be something that it's not. Isolation is where new thoughts are born. Isolation is where we remember 
who we are. A season of loneliness and isolation is when the caterpillar gets its wings. Remember that, pioneers, the next time you feel alone. For just when the caterpillar thought the world was over and nobody knew they were even there, that's when it turned into a butterfly. And that came from loveagain.com, a Facebook site. I love that quote. So I want you to to think about this paragraph from The Genius of Solitude. The heart was great and inconceivably susceptible even to the most delicate impressions. Such hearts are indifferent to whatever does not give them life. They shrink with powerful instinct from the careless slights and rude collisions that would bruise them and drain them. Hence, the inevitable solitariness of such characters. That is the genius of solitude. When you recognize to pull in, to shrink away from all the supposed isolation, to come away from all the negativity, from the people that drain you. Because when you do that, you are filling your own cup. You are allowing God and the Holy Spirit to refuel you with truth. And this is where you get the most The, the, the most uh, incredible insights um, when you're all by yourself, when you're not afraid to be by yourself. Some people are literally afraid to be by themselves. And it's because of that self-worth piece that I talked about yesterday in the Octopus Pattern episode. We have been told that we're unlovely and unlovable and we don't want to be by ourselves. We need to pull on the energy of others in order to feel good ourselves. And yet we are freaking awesome. If we would just come away and recognize our own awesomeness. So if you're one of those pioneers, don't be so bewildered or sad about being isolated. And I'm going to close again with a quote from the genius of solitude. Um, no, actually, before I close, I want to, I want to talk about what Hebrews 12, one and two reminds us, you know, breaking a trail for others is not an easy task. 
And it often involves great risk. I mean, look at uh, when I was a kid, I loved reading autobiographies. Daniel Boone and uh, Amelia Earhart and Davy Crockett. I mean, they left the safety and comfort of their homes for parts unknown. They were looking for adventure. They were looking for newness. And those are the stories that I loved. But, I mean, they put themselves at risk. They could have died on the trail, and many of them did. Think about all the witnesses that we have in the Bible. And what does Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 remind us? It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, all those that have gone before us, let us lay aside every weight, the weight of loneliness, the weight of isolation, the weight of people saying, oh, we're crazy loons, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, oh, the knee-jerk reactions, the wanting to fight back, the wanting to shove our beliefs and our newness down somebody else's throat. That's not our job. (laughs) And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There are those that go first and there are those that follow behind and there are those that are the support team and there are those that are in the limelight There are those that are in the field of law to change laws. There are those that are in media to be the spokesperson. I feel like I am a support member. I I have no desire to be famous or anything like that, but I have my own little niche of people that relate to my the way I talk. If and this is this is my vision for the world going forward. My vision is to get everybody to do a podcast or everybody to share who they are. Oh my gosh, the diversification and the ideas that could pour forth from humanity if everybody just just got bold enough to be who they were. So let's finish it. So let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We all have our own race, you know. The thing is that's hard is to stay in our own lane. We get excited. We want to share our lane. <laughs> Looking unto Jesus, the author, the, you know, the author meaning the scout, the trailblazer, the pathfinder, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Talk about a pioneer. The one that went before us willingly, willingly carried that cross, willingly went through all of that isolation, all of that horrific, violent, all of it for us. Doesn't that make you want to be a trailblazer as well? Doesn't that make you want to be a radical? I want to be a radical just like Jesus. His DNA flows in us. So should we not also desire to be like him? Oh my gosh, I sure do.
So, from the Genius of Solitude website, nothing can be more blessedly solacing and sedative for the overwrought champion of the arena. If you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling isolated, then contemplation of the inner drama of those delicate and listening minds, those deep and dreamy hearts who pass their days in an ideal sphere detached from the intoxicating prizes of the outward life, far from the bewildering roar of the world. So in other words, instead of thinking of isolation as a punishment, as something to avoid, those of us who understand that <laughs> taking ourselves away from the world, far from the bewildering roar, that is where we get all of the wisdom, all of the strength, all of the ideas and the wonderment of being pioneers. It comes from actually choosing to isolate, choosing to go inside, choosing the wonder of being alone. Loneliness does not have to be a sentence. Being alone can be the greatest solace for our soul. So think about, are you a pioneer? Are you feeling alone? Well, I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. And as you continue to be that observer and continue to disconnect from the matrix merry-go-round, you will have days where you feel isolated. But believe me, more and more people are leaving the merry-go-round for the roller coaster. And in the meantime, enjoy those times where you're in that seat all by yourself going, and recognize that you may not see or feel us, but we are with you in spirit. We are with you in spirit. I love you, humanity. Peace out.